Welcome back. This is part two of our of episode three, our mock draft episode. We finished off right before Tyler's pick. Just going to give you a quick recap of the 14th round. We got Phillip Rivers going at the beginning, Peyton Barber, Justin Jackson, Ronald Jones, Delaney Walker, Dante Moncrief. Tyler is up, and he goes with Mecole Hardeman out of Kansas City. Uh, Tyler, pure upside there, right? You're just hoping that he becomes a gadget weapon there at the very least, and at the very most, he becomes their number two guy. This is just another case. I mean, you saw me take Darwin Thompson earlier. Sometimes you just got to take a piece of one of these high-octane offenses and just take it as a raffle ticket. I mean, what do they say? You, you don't win the raffle if you don't buy a ticket, and that's what I'm doing. I, I didn't feel the need to take a quarterback. or uh, I mean, I don't even feel the need to take a defense there. I, I, I can take my team as it is and decide to cut somebody later if I need to for whatever best matchup on the waiver wire there is for defense. Yeah, Justice Hill goes after that, another late, great late-round pick. Anthony Miller goes after that, a great late-round pick. And then with my pick, I, I took a guy I talked about yesterday. I'm not going to go on in depth like I did in our last episode, but John Brown, he's one of my late-round flyers, a guy that I'm, I'm really hoping I get in most drafts. He, he's a big, deep threat, and Josh Allen has a big arm. He's not the most accurate, but he can throw the ball a mile. Him and John Brown could definitely uh, hook up, link up for some big games. So, Tyler, I kind of took the same mindset you did there where the way that I'm thinking this, it's a week until see, until the season – or two weeks until the season starts, till game one. If I, if I need to get – I'll get a defense a couple days before that, for, before game one. But for now, I'd rather have these guys on my roster in case somebody gets hurt. You know, maybe – you know, maybe Devin Singletary goes down, or maybe he gets cut. Maybe Curtis Samuel gets hurt. Somebody I can cut uh, makes it easy for me instead of me having to make the decision. And so I, I went along the same thinking there. We didn't do kickers in this draft, so maybe an extra round would happen in your normal draft for that. Tyler, we're going to look at our team grades. We're going to start by grading our own draft, and then we'll kind of grade each other's, and then we'll also look at the other two human uh, voters in this uh, that weren't bots, and that's going to be Kevin, the reigning league champion, and Tyler's employer, uh, Daddy Helm, as he likes to be called, uh, Nathan. So, Tyler, we're going to start with you. What do you What are you grading yourself as there? Um, honestly, it's uh, it's one where I did some things that were out of character for me. Uh, I think that my I think that my starting lineup is can compete with the best of them. It's my depth that I would really knock myself for. Um, I love all the picks. I made them. But the thing about handcuffs is they take up two spots on your bench for me. Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison. DK Metcalf is starting off the season um, recovering from a knee scope. Darwin Thompson is a guy that is currently not in position for any type of workload really Royce Freeman is going to be in an at best case scenario a 50-50 timeshare for the time being Josh Gordon is a guy that's coming off of the suspension and you just you don't know really when he's going to mess up or leave the league again and Michael Hardman has really no value right now he's just a flyer so I have almost no depth um I really, really, I, I can't stress this enough. I really love my starting lineup. I would only give this, though, a B minus, probably. Okay. Uh, going over to mine, you know, 
I like, I love, love my wide receiver situation. From top to bottom, what I've got going on at wide receiver is exactly how I would have planned it out from the start. I think the only thing differently I would have liked to have tried to get Robbie Anderson in there that Tyler got, but all these receivers that I got are, are guys that are on my board. Uh, Antonio Brown's a guy I'm high on, you know, able to get him at the end of the second or early third. Robert Woods is a guy that I'm extremely high on. Chris Godwin's a guy that I've been an advocate for since, uh, you know, the end of last – I had him last season. And so I'm a big Chris Godwin guy. Christian Kirk, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, John Brown, all guys that to me, you know, Kirk and Samuel could easily elevate into that flex wide receiver two spot. Christian Kirk has the potential for a wide receiver one upside in that Arizona offense. And then, you know, Gallup and John Brown are both great, uh, to me, bi-week fill-ins, even as it stands. Um, I did a pretty good job of avoiding uh, bye weeks and not having guys in the same bye week. And so that's always a plus, something to maybe keep an eye on. Uh, my quarterback situation is good, but very volatile with Kyler Murray up top. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think it's very difficult to have a bad quarterback situation in this league. And, you know, Kyler Murray has a, a lot of upside, but a lot of question marks. So I, I prefer to have a guy like Jameis Winston behind him or Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. Those three would be my preferred uh, backups to Kyler Murray or starter Kyler Murray backup to them, whichever I went with on a week-to-week basis. But I'm okay with Dak. My running backs, though, uh, obviously Saquon is Saquon. And I'm extremely happy to have Saquon. But after that, you know, carry on Duke Johnson, Devin Singletary. Singletary has no value in the first few weeks. If I'm lucky, you know, he gets some value in weeks two or three. But most likely I'm looking at a, you know, I've got to be in for the long haul with Devin Singletary. And I, I think that I'm okay with that if I had the depth to do so. I, I could very easily see Singletary being one of those guys that's off my roster after a week or two just simply because I need – You've got to pick up a defense, so yes. I mean you're going to drop somebody. So and I think it, it would probably, probably come down Gallup. to Singletary or Gallup. Um, you know, Singletary is just going to be hard to keep for that long since I don't have a lot of depth at running back. Yeah, uh, Barkley. You know, Carry on Johnson. I think that he's very possibly going to be a, a a running back one, running back top end, running back two. He'll be somewhere in the. 10 to 16 range but that's again that's that's good i mean that's but, your but, second but running still, back so that's but yeah. i still think that i still think that there is some questions there yeah um i think that it's uh, it's not set in stone yet i think you look at his potential and that's what his potential tells us um and then duke johnson is uh we don't know we what don't the know. texans don't are gonna do this was a kind those. of a yeah. me taking a, a risk which is what I do, and, and me hoping that risk pays off. Because if, if Duke Johnson gets the same role as Lamar Miller, then in the sixth round I just got an RB2, and I'm okay with that. So I, I personally, I'd give myself – I'd go with a B plus. I think my wide receiver situation is fantastic. Um, you know, I, I'm tempted to go A-, minus, but I think I could have done a little bit better at quarterback and maybe done a – I probably could have passed on Antonio Brown and taken a, another running back or, or passed on on Johnson and gotten uh, a Chris Carson, a guy who I actually – and probably higher on than Carry On Johnson, uh, probably even Josh Jacobs. 
I, I, I heard that differently. I heard some stats on him earlier today. Uh, for the last seven games of the season, uh, I think he was on a pace for about like fourteen hundred yards or something like that. I mean, nineteen carries a game. He's in one of the heavier run offenses, if not the heaviest run offense in. You're talking Chris Carson, right? Yes, yeah, in the league, and I mean, he he's a guy that could one hundred percent in my mind finish as an RB one. And I, I mean, I love your I love your receiver depth for sure. Obviously, you know, like we've stated, I mean, Duke Johnson, that could be a great pick, and that could also he could just be Duke Johnson as he's been, which is flex ish. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I I was thinking in my mind B plus for you. I definitely think that overall, um, just just because of the depth, um, that that I would uh, I would rock with your team. I personally would still probably take my starting lineup head head I, I would head too. to head, head against to head. yours, but yeah, the depth. Head head, I mean I that that matters. Depth matters, and that's why I gave myself a B minus, and that's why I think that you do deserve a higher grade. I, I think head to head, you know, Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, and this is all presuming that Ezekiel Elliott plays. Yes. Uh, if Ezekiel Elliott plays, I mean, Barkley and, and, and Elliott are a wash. Watson over Murray. Uh, I'm probably going Cook over Carry On. Uh, Antonio Brown and Allen, probably a wash. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, probably a wash. Uh, O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, could be a wash, but I think we both kind of lean O.J. Howard there. I know that if I didn't have Godwin, I would have definitely been looking at O.J. Howard. I mean, you're also looking at Ingram and Barkley, the same offense that we both also think is not necessarily going to be excellent. Right, so So I I think that – and then Robbie Anderson, Chris Godwin – I think Godwin has an edge. I, I like Godwin. I, I think I mean, clearly Godwin he has went the way edge, before. But, I mean, so. But but I think at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you would probably win that head to head. But I, but I do think that it's close enough that with my my depth, it's a on, season on the bench long. That, it's a season long game. It is a week to week game, and that matters. But there are bye weeks to come into play, and everybody has an injury. So I actually would probably give you about a C plus. Uh, uh, C to C plus. I'm real big on depth, and, and I don't. Oh, think, depth's great. I man. think that you lack it completely. It's, I've, I've talked it, about it that is, many, many times in my recaps last year. How important it is, and you just kind of don't have much there. Uh, let's look at two of the other guys that uh, that were in our in our league. We're going to start with the reigning champion, uh, Kevin. He picked fifth overall in this draft. His running back situation at the at the top end is immaculate. Uh, he he went running back, running back, running back. Connor and Mixon, you know, both guys that I'm real high on. He's got that. He's got Damian Williams, Tyler, and I. Neither one of us are. We're not real big on Damian Williams, but, I, I but in the flex I, spot, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I don't know that Darwin Thompson is just going to come in there and just beat him out of the spot just straight up because I think that Damian Williams is just going to continue to get the opportunities. But Damian Williams isn't necessarily a guy that you're like, man, that guy never gets hurt. So if he picks up one little knock and Darwin Thompson gets an opportunity, they're going to roll with it. And I don't think that you can really fail in that offense as a running back. So With, with those top-end running backs, though, here's what I do like. I do like that he went with Darius guys. I think that obviously it was a homer pick. It definitely was him being a Redskins fan. He went with Darius a little earlier than I would like it. I would like to get a little closer to the double digit rounds, but I mean he 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 runs with some passion for sure. I mean if you watch his, his, his potential his preseason, his potential is. 
to be to surpass Damian Williams. But also to have his knee swell up and miss games. Yes. Uh, he's got Kalen Balazs, who could be a you – know, we, we don't know what's going to happen there. He could easily be a starting running back by the end of the year. I don't hate that pick. Uh, and then Matt Breida, I've talked about how I like that pick a lot. I, I think that it would be better serving better if he had Tevin Coleman. Quarterback, he's got Aaron Rodgers. Can't really complain there. He's got Lamar Jackson, a great backup. Um, wide receiver, I don't like Calvin. I, we talked about Calvin Ridley last – you know, Alabama. Uh, in Alabama our, receivers here. Oh, roll Amari, tide. Amari roll and Calvin. tide. Oh, do not let me show this to Ashley. I hope she listens, and she knows that next year is the year that OU beats uh, Alabama with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> but that's that's a discussion for another day. Uh, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. Um, I don't like Amari Cooper as your number one, and I, I don't I like it. I don't like Calvin Ridley as your number two. I love Amari Cooper as your number one if Zeke plays, and I think he will. So based on that, and also obviously Amari Cooper's been dealing with his own issues. Uh, he's had what was called a bruised heel, then plantar fasciitis, and then some sort of other bullcrap ligament thing. Point is, his foot's messed up. Um, that's obviously an issue, but given another full year to work with Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott has obviously shown huge improvement with Gallup over the course of that same span. So I, I think that I think that Amari is He's a guy that, that could be a top 10 receiver in the league. I don't know, man. I'm a Cowboys fan. I, I love Amari, so. and I want this. I would love for that to be true, but I think we're looking in the 15 to 20 range. Y'all, y'all have heard me talk about Calvin Ridley, too. I mean, I think that he could get 1,000 yards this season. So I, I'm not upset with either one of these guys. Remember, we do have a bet down that uh, – Calvin Ridley will have more yardage than Tevin Coleman if they both no, stay not healthy. yardage because oh, it was fantasy points, fantasy, fantasy points because yardage. I mean, we know yeah, that Tevin yeah. Coleman's going to get rushing yards and receiving. So f- fantasy points, Calvin Ridley versus Tevin Coleman. We got a nice little bet going. Go back and listen to uh, our second episode if you want to hear more on that. Uh, overall, what are you giving him? Well, um, honestly, I mean, I like I like a lot of this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a a B plus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it right up there with yours. Um, it's it's not it's not amazing me where I think that I need to give it an A, but I mean I I, I like it. I like the roster throughout, and I think he took a lot of good shots there, and he's he's got a solid lineup for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with you on that one. I like what he did in the later rounds with Moncrief, uh, Lamar Jackson, Matt Breida. Um, I even like Westbrook there in the ninth round. I almost took Westbrook over Curtis Samuel. So I'm going with B-plus there as well uh, for Kevin. And that brings us to Nathan. Um, Nathan's got an – I'm going to be honest. I, I hate this. I, I'm looking at it. And, and honestly, it's just because I'm I'm going from Baker Mayfield, which is fine. But then I look at his running backs, and it's Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler. And that's Austin Eckler's a guy that I would want as my flex at best. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs is a guy I'd want as my RB2. Yes. I don't want Josh Jacobs to be my RB1. He's in Oakland. That was a terrible place to have a running back last year. I know that he's got three down potential and what we've know about rookie running backs, but I do not like uh, 
him as my RB1. You look down at what he's got down there. Tariq Cohen, he doesn't do – if anything, I think Tariq Cohen gets worse as the season goes on. Yeah. Kareem Hunt, he doesn't even play for eight weeks. When he does play, we don't know anything of, of how he's going to be using that offense. Then Peyton Barber is a guy that um, if you hear things that. at well, – I hate Peyton Barber. If you hear things out of camp, in a standard league, Peyton Barber maybe has some value for you. But if you hear things out of, out of the Tampa Bay camp, uh, you'd know that uh, – my guy that I talked about on episode two last week, Dare uh, o, o, I'm not even Dare O is what we're going to call him. His last name is a difficult one. Ogan Bawale, I believe, is is how you pronounce it. That guy's been getting first team reps. He uh, is a three down type of back. Uh, so don't be shocked if that guy comes out of nowhere and and it gets scooped up off the waiver wire in week two and Peyton Barber doesn't play football anymore. And, you know, I, yeah. Peyton Barber's the odd man out there in that backfield for me. I mean, he's done nothing but be mediocre when he's gotten his opportunities, and I think that ultimately they're they're gonna they're gonna go with the guy that they've invested assets into, and that's Ronald Jones, and then they're gonna go with the guy with upside that is not they they know what Peyton Barber is is the problem. So you know what he is, you know what he's gonna do, you know what he can do. That's that. Um uh, the saving grace of this team is his receivers and his tight end. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously the quarterback's fine. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas at receiver is the best you can get. There's there's nobody who's going to touch that. Tyler Lockett is a fine flex. Um, uh, we we loved the Emmanuel Sanders pick in the tenth round. I mean, that's a guy. I mean, Joe Flacco. If you can say anything about him, is that he's got a cannon for an arm. And Emmanuel Sanders will be able to get down the field for him. If Cortland Sutton can put together any type of respectable campaign, you're going to find Emmanuel Sanders free down the field quite a bit. Yeah, I think if you look even at his quarterback, that's a. I love Baker Mayfield, and I think that Baker will be a successful NFL quarterback. I don't know that he's going to be enough to help carry this team, which is what you would need with with his running back situation. Is you. With, your, with his running back situation the way it is, he'd have, he's going to have to lean on his receivers and his quarterback. And I think he can lean on, you can lean on his receivers, Hopkins, Thomas, Kittle. You know, but can I lean on Mayfield to put up top three quarterback numbers? I, I don't think he can. I, I think that Mayfield's going to be great, no. but I don't think he's going to outplay Rodgers. I don't think he's going to outplay Watson. He's not going to outplay Mahomes. Um, you know, there's a you know, Big Ben's always – for a guy that went undrafted or drafted late, has been going like Big Ben is. He could throw for forty five hundred yards yeah. in a year. I mean, Russell and, Wilson, and thirty I mean, touchdowns. I mean, so. these are just guys that that, uh, that I think could all outscore Baker Mayfield easily. So, um, C, C minus. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I wouldn't go C minus. I'd go. I'd go C probably. Yeah, I'm going C minus. I really value the the running back position and, and his. Running back situation is extremely weak. If something happens and Melvin Gordon comes back, he's in big trouble. Um, and, and, you know, if Josh Jacobs doesn't work out in Oakland, he's even more trouble. So, um, you know, that's uh, that about wraps it up there for draft grades. Um, you know, overall, I, I think that what we've seen and, and what we've been talking about in, in all our episodes is the, the depth at running back is very small and the depth at wide receiver is very large. Um, You can find some great wide receivers late. So uh, I think that Tyler and I have both been advocates for trying to get running backs early and then just, you know, uh, scoop up as many of those mid-round receivers as you can. Uh, That's kind of what happened for me there. Uh, Tyler, like you said, even though he went a little off, 
script, he still came back and got Robbie Anderson and Josh Gordon. Um, and and I think that that's going to be the, the way to go in this year's draft. And, and let me just add, I mean, I went off script, and then sometimes you, that's just what you got to do, especially in mocks. I, I don't know that I would have done what I did in a legit draft, um, but I think it shows exactly what my fear is for that, and it's that you use those early picks on a quarterback and a tight end, and you miss out on a lot of depth. And, sure. and I think that you know this is this is why you should mock draft. I know early on in my fantasy football career, I wasn't much of a mock draft guy. I was like, I don't see the point in this. I don't understand why I need to to do this. I, I got my information. I'll sit down when the draft comes and I'll do it. And as I, I started to compete more, and, and you know this year I'm, I'm in in eight drafts and uh, or seven drafts, and and you start to see that you can develop a, a better strategy and develop a better idea of what you want for your team. Like Tyler said, he he probably wouldn't do this on draft day, but in this mock, he can see what happens if he did that on draft day. And maybe maybe he does that and, and his roster turns out differently and he says, you know what, I, I might consider doing this on draft day. And, and I know I've done that. I, I've, you know, I'll play out different scenarios on purpose. You know, get the sleeper app, uh, you know, and play out some mocks in any way you want. You can put every, you can pick every pick in the entire draft board if you want to by yourself. Um, you can let the computer pick or you can plug them all in. Or if you've got a league that has keepers and things of that sort, then you can, you can plug in the players in their spots before you even start the draft. You can still let the computer pick based off of what's left. And that's something that I've found very valuable and flexible compared to other platforms that we've played on. So that, uh, that about wraps up our mock draft episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Wash Up Hasmans. We're going to be uh, putting out some, some images, uh, pictures of what uh, the draft looks like. Uh, we're also going to continue doing our profiles. Tyler was our first profile of the Washed Up Has-Beens League. You'll get to hear more about Kevin tomorrow. He's going to be our. Uh, he's going to be who the profile is tomorrow. Uh, our draft is Sunday, September first. Be ready for that. We're going to be live Instagram. We are going to uh, have some some cool videos up, some cool stuff on our story. Uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to try to do a live podcast afterward and maybe get some reactions from other people around the league. Tyler, I don't know if you're going to be at the league uh, at the league draft. First time you'll ever miss a draft, uh, but it could be for good reason. I want to go ahead and give you congrats on the air uh, for uh, Sailor Dean, who could be joining us here any day now. So congrats to you and Ashley on that. Thank you. Yes, we're expecting our daughter, our second child, she really couldn't wait until the end of the draft. She could not. The due date was September 15th, but it all signs point to her making an earlier appearance, which is just really unfortunate for her that she's going to have to share a birthday close to fantasy draft season for the rest of her life. Yeah, she'll she'll probably end up having a few birthday parties at, uh, at draft parties. It is what it is, but we love her anyway. <laughs> so uh, keep an eye out for that on Sunday. Um, also, uh, follow us on our, our new Twitter, Washed Up Has Beens. Tweet at us any nickname ideas you got for Tyler. We might announce the, the funnier ones. Uh, other than that, Tyler, it's been a, a, a great night here, and, and I look forward to being on air with you again soon. Absolutely. All right. Signing off. <laughs>